You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. Her name is Dr. Angela Loria, and she's the founder of the author incubator and the creator of the difference process for writing a book that matters. In 2018, the author incubator was ranked number 275 on the Inc. 500 fastest growing company list, which is really amazing, and number 87 on the Entrepreneur Magazine's Entrepreneur 360 list. So her business, the let's see, has been helping free their inner author since 1994. Wow. Oh my gosh. I know, right? 1994, and it's helped over a thousand authors in transformation, writing, publishing, and promoting their books. So, hey, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I now just let everyone in on my age. Uh, yeah, 1994, <laughs> exactly. Right? Well, I was know. actually a ghostwriter for the first 19 years of my career. Well, um, I can promise you, I'm watching you on video and you definitely don't look like you've had a career for 19 years. So you're oh, thank you. lucky you, like so you just joined the workforce. 26, 26 years in publishing. It's awesome. been a long road. Well, congrats on that. And congrats on the Inc. 500. I didn't know we had that in common. My last company that I sold in 2016 was number 298 on the Inc. 500. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, yeah. So we, we have that in common. So congrats on that. And so today, just to kind of tease the audience, I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about Angela's journey here. But to tease the audience, we're going to talk about a really cool topic that's near and dear to my heart because when we started doing the pre-interview, Angela made this suggestion and it literally hit me right between the eyes because it describes me to a T and that is how to write a book in 24 to 48 hours, even if you hate writing. Okay. So she's going to go through a framework. So if you've considered, thought about, debated on, or any version or facsimile thereof of writing a book, you definitely want to take some notes because she's an expert. She's helped thousands of authors do this. So well, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to dive into that in a minute or two. But before we do that, tell us a little bit about this journey. You know, you started out as a ghostwriter. You started moving into helping, you know, authors in different ways. And now you have a, this author incubator, which is a totally different program. Talk to us. Yeah. I mean, I think it was all about growth and scale for me. I'm a direct response marketer. And most of the books that I was doing were for VC-funded software startups. And I would use the books to drive, I was one of the first PPC Google advertisers and, and banner and display ads and affiliate, but really I was a, a PPC genius back in the day. I started in 98 and I would use Google ads and keyword research to find what books people were going to buy. Then I would create a free book for my clients and then use that to drive both organic traffic, but paid traffic to a free book conversion, take the book and then turn those into leads. And I was working on software systems with 
an average sale price between maybe $5,000 and $500,000, and it worked at any sales price. So Bain Capital brought me on board as an entrepreneur in residence to teach this to a bunch of their software companies, and I made a lot of people a lot of money. And, and I had a really nice salary. And then I was about to turn 40, and I was like, I should make myself some money. Because I don't know how your 401k works, but the way mine worked, I would put money in and then I'd get an invoice every month about how much less was in there. I'm like, I don't get this game. (laughs) I'd be like up 1% or down 2%. I seem to always have the same amount of money in my 401k. And I was like, I know how to make a lot of money. I should start my own business. And so we started the author incubator. We was me, really. Um, In February of 2013. I turned 40 in March of 2013. And it's been a ride ever since. Last year, we did about 15 million. We will not be winning the Inc. 500 award this year. It's definitely a down year for us with COVID. I think it's going to be interesting to see who's on that list last year. It's gonna, this year, it's going to be shaken up. But yeah, we went in seven years from zero to 15 million, team of 40, 17,000 square foot space in the heart of Georgetown in Washington, D.C. And uh, it's been a lot of fun scaling up what I did in a boutique one-on-one way, four to six books a year, now doing 20 to 40 books a month using that exact same technique and making a lot of money for entrepreneurs that want to grow their business. Cool. So a couple of things I want to pull from that. Number one, the service itself that you're offering you're not a ghostwriter. You're not writing the books for them. It's much more of a coaching, mentoring, training type of a program, correct? Their books will get done. So it's not just teaching. 100% of our authors finish. I think we're at 99.6% and two of the people who didn't finish died. So provided you stay alive, you will get your book done with us. And so you've got editors and you've got other people that also help that component. Okay, yeah, I didn't want to downplay that for sure. designers, proofreaders. So the book will get done, but there is quite a bit to learn. In my intro, you mentioned the difference process and I'm going to walk people through that a little bit of that today. And so there's a training component where I teach this in more detail and then they're submitting stuff to editors and getting stuff edited and cleaned up and designed and uploaded to printers and all that good stuff. The whole deal. All right, cool. And then the second part I wanted to talk talk about a little bit and unpack was the whole direct response piece. So you started early on with Google. Don't you wish that everything was still a nickel or a quarter click? Right, I do. <laughs> but ultimately, it means there's a lot more demand too that clicks or, you know, that, uh, that the price of advertising is up. But so here's the thing. So your business is driven very heavily around advertising, right? So you do like a book funnel and, and that's kind of how you sell your services the same way as your clients sell their services or products or whatever it is, right? Exactly. And you'll hear me do this probably today yeah. because I give away a lot of books. Cool. And so do you focus, do you spend more time, energy channel-wise? Is it more Facebook driven for your business? If I talk about your business specific, is it more Facebook, Google, YouTube, YouTube. other? Our business is about 80% YouTube. Ah, very nice. Very nice. Started off in Facebook. Tried Google. Google never worked for us. Too expensive? Um, Way too expensive. I just couldn't convert in the same way, you know, I have in the past or for different niches. Um, I think it works better than others. I did um, 
one of the books I did was on credit repair and that did really well on Google. So I think it depends on your topic, but never worked for us there. We started in Facebook, then we added YouTube and YouTube just blew up for us. Love it. Perfect. And so your business is different. And you said you did about 15 million last year. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you something with everybody being locked up, right? And quarantined across the world, not just, the, you know, your local area or mine. Are you finding that more people are writing books because they have time or a little bit of, of that downtime or, or less people writing books? I'm just curious. I know a lot of my competitors are doing better than ever. Our business definitely took a hit. I think we'll do about 10 this year. But I think part of that is because I teach people how to write a book in three days. And we have two different venues where we bring mostly doctors, lawyers, CEOs that are super busy. And we'll have them carve out a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They come and they write their book. So obviously all of our events were killed. We've pivoted to doing this virtually, which is great. And we're selling it. We had a great month this month. So, but it just definitely took a few months to invent a whole new business. Surprise. So it was very, it was event driven. So that, yeah, that had a huge impact, man. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, imagine the economic impact as a whole, when you think about events, whether they be sporting events or trade shows or conferences. I mean, or, we have two buildings. So we have a castle, which is a book themed castle and you get assigned a room that's based on an author. That's our residential program. And the three days was like 100K. We could only take four people at a time. Your whole book would be done, published. You would be holding your book a week after you came to the castle. And we did that throughout the year. That was, you know, several million dollars. That got killed. And then we have an academy where we do groups of 20 to 40. Combined, our rent on those two spaces is 100K a month. And ain't no one coming. So, and who knows when they will again. Ouch. So huge, like I never understood when people would talk about reorganizing a business. Like you'd hear JCPenney is going bankrupt. They're reorganizing their business. I was like, what could reorganize? Like, are you like cleaning up the shelves? Oh man, did I figure out what it means to reorganize a business? All of our contracts had to be renegotiated. The staffing, which is all like event staff, hotel kind of staff, catering. We would do these like wine tasting nights. So I had like a sommelier on staff, like for sure don't need that. So we had to reorganize our business. Now I know what that means. Wow. And fell through it. Yeah. And continue revenue coming in just to keep everybody, keep the lights on and support it. Yep. Amazing. Hey there, sorry to interrupt this episode in progress, but I have something really cool to share with you and I promise to keep it brief. I've decided to give away $100 this week to one of my growth experts listeners. Yep, that could be you. Here's all you have to do in order to qualify for the giveaway. Take a screenshot of your phone or any device for that matter showing that you're subscribed to my growth experts podcast and then text it to 716-218-8981. Again, that's 716-218-8981. This will get you entered into the contest and a chance to win the $100 just for listening. Number two, for more entries to win, for more chances to win, simply share any episode of My Growth Experts podcast on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, or even Twitter, but you have to tag me at Ask Dennis Brown in order for it to count as another entry. 
The more shares, the more entries. Okay, guys, that's it. For full details on this contest, go to askdennisbrown.com forward slash contest. Now let's get back to the show. First of all, congrats on making it through that nightmare. I mean, you know, March, April, May probably was a complete shit fest. And so I'm glad you made it and that you're here to tell the story on the other end of this. And of course, there's a, there's going to be obstacles. There's still things going on, but it sounds to me like you've been able to pivot and reinvent yourself. So with that, why don't we talk about this whole process? Because I'm excited just on a personal level, right? Just from a total selfishness standpoint, and I was honest with you up front about that. I've been debating on writing a book for years now, and I just haven't done it. I love podcasting. I'm not into writing as much. And so you're going to talk to us about this whole process that you have and how to write a book in 24 to 48 hours, even if you hate writing. So unpack that for us. I'm ready to take some notes. I'm sure the audience is too. Let's rock and roll. Well, the biggest problem that people make is they don't know how to pick a book topic effectively. So that's one of the hardest things. Having a coach help you, having someone help you, well, I'll give you a couple tips right now, and they are based on direct response marketing, but most people want to do a brain dump of everything they know, and it's usually five books they're writing simultaneously. So a book is about one thing. It's one problem that you can solve for someone, and it has to be a problem that has a marketplace. So this has to be a problem people are already solving, already paying to solve, and frankly, that there are already books about. Most people come to me and they're trying to come up with this unique idea. If you want to make money from a book, we don't want a unique idea. We want your unique spin on that idea. But we want to know the problem is already out there. So the people most likely to buy weight loss books bought weight loss books. The people most likely to buy relationship books bought relationship books. And if you're like me and you're a sales book junkie, you probably got a whole shelf of everybody. You got spin selling, you got the Jeffrey Gittimer, Little Red Book. Like we could probably got all the same books because you don't just buy one sales book and that's it. Now we're done. Yeah. Big shout out to Jeff. He was on the podcast, by the way. Oh, hey, nice. He's one of my favorite sales authors. So that's awesome. So we want to make sure you're solving a problem that exists. So that's number one. Stop trying to be unique and stop trying to do a brain dump of everything else. If you need help figuring out what your topic is, it should be the thing that makes you the most money. So if everyone's coming to you to help hiring and you work as an HR consultant and you like helping with handbooks and you like helping with corporate culture and you like helping with disciplinary processes, but the fact of the matter is everyone hires you to do recruiting, let's do a book on recruiting. Write at least the first book, the thing everyone is always asking you to to find out about, right? You're at a restaurant. It's like LinkedIn and social selling, that thing that everybody You might want to, you know, write a book about LinkedIn. Now, do you, I'm going to guess you like the band Journey. Do you know the band Journey? Of course I love Journey. Yeah, of course. Me too. So could you imagine going to a Journey concert and they just skip Don't Stop Believing? They're like, fuck it. We played that song so many times. We're not going to play Don't Stop Believing again. <laughs> That's what most of my clients say to me. They're like, LinkedIn social selling. I talk about this all the time. Who wants to hear me talk about this again? I'm going to say the same thing. Yes. And Journey will continue to play Don't Stop Believing probably after you and I die. There will still be a band called Journey singing Don't Stop Believing," right? Uh-huh. 
All right. So I want your don't stop believing. And sometimes I have to bully people into getting. So that's tip number one. All right. Backhand landed. Yes. <laughs> okay. Got it. Um, <laughs> now I'm going to try the forehand. So the next thing we want to do is we want to come up with a very easy structure. Most people tell me this structure, this is the one not to do. I'm going to interview 100 people about how they use LinkedIn in their business. No, you're not. Shut up. You're not a journalist. We're not trying to win some award. The writing needs to be good. It needs to be readable. What's valuable about your book, if you want it to create clients, is that your book has to have your personality in it. It has to feel like it will feel to work with you. But you've read a lot of Malcolm Gladwell books, and so you're trying to make your book feel like Malcolm Gladwell. You're trying to be a journalist, do this research, put together a study. It's not that kind of movie. So here's your whole outline. You imagine you're having a drink at a bar with somebody who you met at a conference, they ask you how you do, like, walk me through it, man. How do you do the LinkedIn social selling thing? And there's stuff you say to that guy at the bar. And we actually role play this with my clients. I'm the guy at the bar. I ask a bunch of questions. They say a bunch of things. We record it. That conversation is almost always your outline. So you did it with me before this call. You're like, walk me through it. How do you write your book in 24 hours? That was an outline for a book. So I said, the first thing you do is pick your topic. Now, I just gave you two minutes on that, but ready for this? If I could talk for 15 minutes about how to pick a topic, and I could tell one or two stories of clients and how they picked a topic, I have a chapter. A chapter is 15 minutes of talking. Well, that's easy. I do that every day, all day. I've got hundreds of episodes of this podcast. Right. Now, the problem with your existing episodes is they're not going to go through a logical order. Correct. All we need to do is come up with 10 steps to master social selling, and each podcast episode is a chapter. No one will know it's a chapter. I've got a podcast out there, Page Up Podcast, that's actually my book, but nobody knew it was my book. It's 17 episodes, 17 chapters in my book. You'd never know it was a book, but each episode you can use rev.com or otter.ai or Descript or all transcription services. You can run them and that episode of your podcast becomes the chapter of your book. 10 to 20 minutes is a chapter of a book. Most of us talk about 20, about 200 words a minute. A chapter is about 2,000 to 4,000 words and that's it. Your chapter is done. So we want to structure it in steps. If one person was in front of you, what are the steps you would take that person through to solve their problem? Gotcha. Okay. So we start with the topic, pick the topic. Then we go to the kind of the outline and the structure, which is what you just talked about, which is the 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes of audio that's going to equate to a chapter, right? Each one of those chapters. And we want to come up, step two is just come up with the 10 steps and then we're going to slap an intro and a conclusion. You'll write those at the end. But 10 steps that you could talk 15 minutes about. So setting up your LinkedIn profile, could you talk about that for 15 minutes? Yes. Could you tell me a story or two, somebody who did it wrong, somebody who did it right? Of course. Chapter's done. That's it. We can record that later today. It's 15 minutes. You've got time. So that's the process, 10 steps. 
Now, once you have the 10 steps, the next thing you wanna do is figure out when you're just gonna knock this out. Because I'm gonna tell you the biggest mistake people make when it comes to writing their book is they take way too long. And the situation this year with the pandemic is such a great example of why you can't take too long. If you started your book in January and you said, I'm going to take 2020 to write my book, whatever you were doing in January made no sense by the 15th of April. So you probably abandoned the book and started over. And then you had all these theories about what was going to happen, and none of them are going that way. So now, three months later, you're going to start over. Three months after that, you'll start over again. This is why the best way to write your book is in 24 to 48 hours, over the least amount of time possible and the fewest outside influences. I don't want you going to a conference or a virtual summit. I don't want you to have meetings with significant people. I don't want you talking to your wife. I want you doing nothing but being locked in a room for three days and making these recordings and then cleaning up the transcripts. So... The best way to do that, and I'll tell you two methods my clients use and why, but I work with a lot of doctors, lawyers, and CEOs that just don't have a ton of time. In those three days, they will get a hotel room, an Airbnb, kick their family out. It's The best scenario is a hotel, and the reason why is room service, because I don't even really want you leaving to get food. If you do an Airbnb, stock it with things that are pre-made and you can just stick in the microwave. So before you go to write, plan your meals, plan your time, because three days will disappear. So what we find is you can come up with the stuff we just did, the topic and the outline on day one, no writing. On day two, you'll write half the book, usually 10 to 15,000 words. And on day three, you write the other half of the book. The way you'll write it is you'll just record each chapter, get the transcripts. I like otter.ai because it gives it to you live. Clean up the transcript. You'll spend 15 minutes recording it and no more than four hours editing. it. So I give everybody two to four hours per chapter, but you can do it in two hours. So, so edit, editing each, each chapter, is a, you're saying, is a couple hours? Yeah, so you'll record it in like 15 minutes and then you'll take about two hours to edit. Or if you're somebody who thinks better typing, you'll write it and edit it in the four-hour time block. Got it. But no more than four hours per chapter. It doesn't get better. Maybe it gets 5% better in some ways, but it's never going to have an effect on your readers. Yeah, and the reality is, like you said, you're not out here to try to win some sort of award or, you know, whatever the writing awards are, like a, you know, New York Times. Pulitzer Prize or something. Pulitzer or something like that. It's really designed specifically to help you sell more of whatever it is you sell. Right. And like the same way as you described on the front end with your direct marketing, I mean, it can be done in direct response with online advertising. It can be done as a physical book where you're actually traveling or, you know, giving it to your clients or prospects where it's an actual, almost like a, you know, a really super highly enhanced business card type thing. So yeah, interesting. So I mean, you got to change your mindset. I think this is one of the biggest issues is the mindset component, right? Like you said before, everybody's read those Malcolm Gladwell books and, and the really, really good books that they loved. And, and they say, if I can't do that, I don't want to do a book. And the, so that's what holds them back. professional writers. Right. Like I have a good friend. His name is Stu Heinick. 
And Stu's written multiple books and he wrote a book called How to Get a Meeting with Anybody. And he's a really good freaking writer. And he does a a ton of research on his books and takes a year to write a book. But he gets paid really nice advances and that sort of stuff. And he traditionally publishes. And it sure, of course, it helps his business, but he's a writer. I mean, this is what he does, part of big part of what he does. So I just have to, whoever's listening, when I say I, I mean you and together have to get past that roadblock of thinking that everything has to be a Pulitzer Prize winning book and that there's a specific purpose. And you may have a book at some point in your life that you may want to spend a year on, but it's not every book. Right, exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. It's awesome. It's a different thing. Yeah. So you really want to get clear on, do I want more clients? Because a book is an amazing way to get more clients. For every 100 books that I give away, I get a client. My average sales price is $32,000, a fully baked lifetime value when they buy all of our products and programs. And so I give away a book. It costs me $3 to give it away. I give away a hundred of those and I'm making 32 grand. That's so, a hor- those are horrible economics and I, I can't Nobody believe- do it. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're writing about LinkedIn. Yeah, $300 in cost for the books. Well, and of course you have some ad cost, of course, in there, but ultimately you're, uh, there's, there's a lot of margin in there, a lot of profit and a lot of opportunity to help people too. So awesome. All right. So we talked about the topic. We talked about the outline. We talked about one, we talked about the burst method, which was, I think, the where you do it over a weekend. What was the other one? Yeah. So the other approach, so I will say about 60% of our clients just write the book in three days. But there is a way to spend the same amount of time, 24 to 48 hours to write your book, and you'll do one chapter a week. So if you have a 10-step process, you're going to have an intro and a conclusion. That's 12 weeks. That's 90 days. You carve out four hours on the weekend or one night or you work half a day on Friday for one quarter and you can write a chapter a week for 12 weeks and get your book done that way. Same method, but the key in this step is getting clear and then not mixing it up. So if you took on a client and that client, you said, I'll meet with you four hours a week for the next 90 days and you charge them 5K, you would show up. If it was every Friday from one to five, and some Fridays you didn't feel like doing it, they gave you five grand, you would show up. But very often we make these commitments to ourselves and we think we don't have to keep them. So I ask people to put their money where their mouth is so that they keep that commitment. That's why we have a 99.6% success rate because they put some skin in the game and said, I'm going to show up for my book writing appointment. Yeah, that's perfect. They definitely got skin in the game. That makes a big difference, right? I mean, there's no doubt. It's easy to talk. You know, when you're an entrepreneur and you're good at selling people things, it's really good at you. You get become really good at selling yourself into your own BS, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. 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 Cool. Awesome. Anything else you want to add about that? About this whole process? And I got a couple final questions, but Uh, yeah, what I would say is setting yourself up for success is more important than you think it is. So. For me, massages are a part of it. So I'll make sure I book massages at a hotel and I, I love do that idea. rewards. So I'm like, when I finish this chapter, I'm going to get a massage when I do this. After each chapter, I give myself a little reward. And I will tell you with my, all my first books, that reward was a cigarette. And that's how I learned this. So, so I don't know if you've ever smoked, but if you ever smoked, 
a lot of times you make a commitment to yourself that's like, I'm going to finish cleaning out this part of the garage, then I'm going to have a cigarette. I'm going to finish doing this thing that I don't really want to do and I'm going to have a cigarette. It's actually a great way to train your brain. And so if it's a weekend, that could be, I don't recommend wine. But you could do <laughs> for yeah, obviously get for a obvious crazy. reasons. <laughs> but you could do chocolate. One of my rewards, this is crazy, but I will admit it here, is an episode of The Voice. So I don't normally watch The Voice, but I find it like enjoyable. So I'll be like, when I finish my chapter, I'm gonna watch an episode of The Voice. So it can't be a thing you would normally do, but you write those rewards in advance. So you know there's 12 chapters, you come up with 12 rewards and you have them there taunting you. Yeah, love so. it. No, I love it. It's, just, it's those little incentives that keep you going. It's those little micro goals that keep you going. You know, it's that whole adage, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And you're just taking one chapter at a time, one bite at a time, but you figured out a way to knock it out in a few days as opposed to you know, the excruciatingly painful visualization of trying to do it over the course of a year, which scares the shit out of everybody, including me. Yep, exactly. All right. Awesome. Cool. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up with a couple final questions? No, but I would say if you're listening to this and you want to do it, the one piece of advice I would give you right now is decide your publishing date. No more than 90 days in the future. Just decide when you're going to get it out there. And you can self-publish. It's eight hours of work. You're going to hire somebody to do it. It's not hard. None of this is rocket science. If you've built a business, if you're listening to this podcast, I promise you getting your book done is not harder than that. But always start with a date. And all of our clients start with a publishing date that's about 90 days from when they actually start our program. And we can plan that launch and just keep telling everyone. And the more public you make it, I have them put it on their email signature line, forthcoming book, September 1st. So put it out there, tell everyone, hold yourself accountable. This is not hard to do. You 100% can do it. Yeah, that type of leverage has a tendency to motivate you. Once you put it out into the universe, you're like, oh, I can't go back now. I told people. Yeah, I told people. Everybody knows now. So. Awesome. Listen, great piece of advice. Thank you. A couple of rapid fire questions. We'll wrap it up for today. What's your favorite growth tool or software, SaaS product, app, something that you guys use every day that's allowed you to you know, hit that $15 million mark that you know, you've been so amazing at? I'm going to give you an untool because I think subtracting is better than adding. Sweet. Eliminating email. The Eliminating single email. thing that made me productive my email address was Angela at the Author Incubator. I just turned it off and literally nothing changed. So if people want to find me, they track us down. They go to the website. They find info app. Like if someone wants to find you, I promise you they'll find. But so just I just got rid of email. Done. Bold step. Yeah. Wow. If you saw, my, if you saw my inbox, you'd know how bold oh, that would be for me. I had the same inbox. It just was killing. It was like a ball and chain. And when I let it go, I was so much more productive because what I find in inboxes is somebody else's to-do list. It's like this external to-do list. And I was checking off just to get to inbox zero once a week. I checked off all those to-dos and I wasn't getting to mine. I didn't even know what mine were. It was like my day was respond to email. 
Yeah, especially when you've got a team, right? When you've got people that are relying on you and you become the bottleneck and all of a sudden email becomes that easy way for them to push it on you. Yep. Yep, got and it. And you notice the more you reply, people write back. That's uh, the whole trap of email. You can't like reply to anything, people respond. It's a never ending loop. <laughs> Very cool. Well, listen, what, now coming from you, this is even better because you've helped a thousand, over a thousand authors. You've written multiple books yourself. What would be one book that you would recommend to the audience that you, that you really loved, helped you along on your journey, or you think might help them on their entrepreneurial marketing sales journey? Yeah, so many books. Obviously, I'm a book junkie, but if I have to pick one, it's Gay Hendricks, The Big Leap. Um, I don't know if you've read that one I yet. haven't. It's amazing about the dumb ways we limit what's possible for ourselves. And I think writing a book is a good example. We make up these stories of what it's going to be and we hold ourselves back. I see our authors that are already running a six-figure business easily add a million dollars in revenue to their business with a book. I see our clients that are just starting a new business adding easily a quarter of a million dollars from leads they pick up from their book. So The Big Leap is a great book on what is possible when you drop your stories. Yeah. So it's mindset. A lot of it's mindset, obviously. We talked about it. We touched on that a little bit before, but yeah, I'm going to, I definitely added it to my list. I'm definitely going to grab it. Thank you for the recommendation. Listen, let everybody know how they can connect with you, learn more about, you know, the author incubator, and then we're going to wrap it up for today. Awesome. So theauthorincubator.com slash free books will give you a chance to get all my books for free. It includes the difference process so you can get more details on what I walked through today, Sweet. how to get clients from books, how to get a big publishing deal if you want that, how to build a team when you've got an extra million dollars in revenue. So five books there, they're all free. Get them because they're good books, but also look at how I use your download to drive business. So you can kind of model what I have going on there. Like I said, every hundred books that I give away, either through advertising or podcasts like this, turns into a client. And imagine how different your business would be if you knew reliably how to keep bringing on clients. Give away a hundred books, get a client. Yeah, and you just reverse your funnel, which is what you have. You're willing to give it away. Awesome. Love it. All right. And then um, can they connect with you on social anywhere or just go to the- All the socials, LinkedIn, The Author Incubator, Facebook, The Author Incubator. And then I think on Instagram, we're just Author Incubator, no the. Somebody stole my the. Perfect. <laughs> well, listen, I'll make sure I put all those links in the show notes. It's been amazing. Thank you so much, Angela. I really, really appreciate it from, you know, for the audience and at a personal level. Have an awesome day and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. All right. Let me know when your book is done so I can promote it. Thank you. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.